and welcome to the Youth Politibobble podcast. Uh, this week we are joined by myself, Ar- Oliver Sykes and Archibald Elliot. Well, welcome back. It's been a, a little while since uh, we've been here on, on Politibabble and of course I am... Back in, in in the main seat, it has to be uh, to be noticed. Um, so yeah. And oh, and I'm I apologise for that, Archie. There we go. Uh, Archie is now yes. unmuted. I, have, uh, I, I exist. I'm not just just disappeared yes. into the face of the earth. Oh, um, but yeah. uh, this week, I am obviously sat in in the. In, in the main chair, so I do apologise if there are any uh, slight delays and anything, but I'm sure it'll uh, smoothen out. Yes, um, it just means we can dock your pay even more, Oliver. It's absolutely excellent. Yes, <laughs> I suppose so. But um, this week, um, we're going to be discussing really what's been going on over the, the past uh, two weeks uh, in regards to um, the invasion of Ukraine and um, the sort of events that have unfolded with the... Um, horrific actions of the putin regime um and do you, do you have anything really to comment firstly before we sort of delve into it archie well it's certainly been a ride i would say up until now it has it mm. has indeed um it, it's been it's been an interesting one to follow um and it's it's sort of be, being um we're seeing sort of different things from the media uh, and when it'll when it's uh, sort of taken off, but we're not sort of in, in entirely sure in a way um, what Putin's plans are. Are we really? Um, you know, he he is a, a, a dangerous man. Well, I think um, his his plans were are to take yes, over Ukraine. Yes, but you know, we're, we're not in, we're not entirely sure what what further uh, no. he, he will mm. go on to do. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm just sort of looking at the sort of facts at the moment and there's sort of um we're seeing sort of the UK's response to this which has been interesting uh, with the sanctions um and obviously the Alaman following suit an interesting point was mm. uh f- from 3FM which was we've been off the the hit list uh from Russia which was 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 interesting. Yes, it's quite surprising. We're we're not on the list of unfriendly nations, even though we follow the UK with the same uh, sanctions package. Literally, uh, Jersey. It's not like they just missed the Channel Islands or uh, current dependencies because Jersey uh, is on that list. So it does seem really maybe we are just so such a friendly nation that we're not deemed much of a threat. Mm-hmm. Even though lots of uh, there's an oligarch plane tracker I was looking at Twitter uh, the other day as you do, uh, and the amount of them which were Island Man registered jets was was quite quite entertaining. It was like it, quite a lot popped up with Island Man registered. Yeah, well, um, I remember was it last summer they had a, um, a Russian submarine, mm. didn't they? In in the bay, and obviously people were sort of speculating then. Uh, well, there about... wasn't that just a Russian yacht. Oh, yes, there yeah, yeah. was yeah, yeah. There was a submarine, there was a submarine, a submarine in the well. RSC, I um, think. Yeah. yeah, it was down by Langness or yeah, something, yeah. wasn't it, I think? Uh, something like mm. that, anyway. Um, but yes, and they've sort of um, been placing um, sort of threats to Russia recently, haven't they? I- I'll want to move on also to sort of NATO uh, as well. But mm. um, with 
um, the sort of Russia being, um, how can I put it? Being being uh, branded as committing war crimes. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, a war crime is that civilians cannot be deliberately attacked, nor can infrastructure that is vital to their survival. We saw the absolutely um, tragic... Uh, was it bombing of a, a a children's and 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 women's hospital? If I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I I'm I'm right there. Yes, it, I've just just look, looking down at my screen here. It says uh, Ukraine said the Russian airstrike on maternity and children wards uh, in uh, ooh, Marupo- Marupol uh, was a war crime. So sadly, three people, including a child, were killed, and seventeen uh, staff and patients were injured. Um, and you know the. The way in which the media has been portraying this has been very interesting, mm. to say the least. We've seen. Um, I, 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 I think I'm right in saying that there's been sort of video game like um, videos of, of video games being used to rep sort of show that video video games being used to show what's been going. Oh, you mean f- yeah. fake, fake news? Fake news, fake yeah, news. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, that essentially people have been trying to re- sort of um, over-exaggerate what's been going on. Obviously, I don't, you know, I understand that there, there has been uh, serious mm. things, but as it was beginning, sort of um, videos of trucks and troops, um, you know, and, and mass shootings, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, in terms of NATO... Um, the really respectful moment in UK Parliament, wasn't there, when they had the um, Ukrainian ambassador? Yes. Um, was he? He just came into the gallery, didn't he? I yes. think. And um, mm. all the MPs got up and, and, and applauded. And I really do think that you know the it, the, it, it does break from tradition there. Yeah, it's tapping as generally banned in the chamber. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do it yet. And I mean, yeah. the efforts from the international community have been. Um, somewhat um commendable but to the point of governments and their sanctions do you believe at the moment that they've been far enough well how much further could they go um if we're looking at it yes the uk response it would admit it is it isn't quick enough uh the, i think the ukrainian the uk ambassador to ukraine has said no their sanctions weren't quick enough they didn't act fast enough on it but even if we're looking at it, what more could the West do short of actually imposing military intervention, which they've said is not going to happen? It wouldn't be, I think, a wise move to make. And going back to your point on war crimes which are committed, even if we, the people decide or the ICC has, is investigating war crimes currently, but even if they decide Putin has committed war crimes, the Security Council would have to ask the ICC to kind of tribunal this or put this to a court case and... Russia holds a veto on Security Council, which is permanent. They can't do anything about it. So they would veto that. And even if you did manage to prosecute these individuals, Russia isn't part of the ICCC. It, it, it's not a part of the International Court of Justice. So it will probably ref- it will refuse to extradite any of the subjects. And how are you going to go and arrest the subjects when the country won't arrest it because you're trying to prosecute the leader of said country? I don't, I, I, I don't see a conceivable way for it to be prosecutable again i'm not a foreign policy expert here but i i think it would be a tough tough case to actually go and pursue the, these items and, and with the west 
we have almost over the past few years, we've reduced, we cut military spending, we've cut this almost Western views in the world, we're, we're very anti-nationalism and anything like that. And then we realise that we've actually let Russia, uh, the likes of Russia and the likes of China, to slip under our radar and become large threats to the Western democracy that we, we like and like across the world. Um, because they've not done the opposite uh, in that time where we've been slacking uh, on this issue. In, in, indeed. And I'm just now looking at, I uh, haven't been able to, I've been obviously quite busy all day, but I'm just looking um, at sort of the, the latest developments that we've been seeing. And mm. it says uh, Russian troops are um, advancing towards Kiev in the north of Ukraine, but they've been slowed down by attacks from Ukrainian forces and logistical problems. Uh, the latest developments on day 15 of the invasion are that the Ukraine's pr- um, president has said the bombing of the uh, Mariupol, I I'm guess I've got the pronunciation on that somewhat near, um, bombing of the hospital is a war crime. And the US warns Russia could be planning a chemical or biological attack. Uh, Moscow has been deployed, uh, Moscow has deployed uh, conscript troops. Um so yeah, it's it's not uh, it it's not looking good um, entirely. But I mean, Ukraine's uh, sort of defense so far has been has been pretty reasonable, hasn't it? It has, yes. But I I, I think again, we 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 yet to see any the really I think the full 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 might of the Russian military or anything in that regard. I, I don't think we, none of us know what the extent things will happen. Mm-hmm. But they have they have resisted more than I think was expected uh, from them. Well, in terms of um, Ukraine, um, when obviously the, the president addressed uh, the House of Commons the other day, he was asking for the the uh, UK government to was it back a uh, no flight uh, no fly zone yes. no flight zone. So that would essentially mean that any Russian uh, planes flying over Ukraine that um, UK military forces would have to shoot down these planes, which would essentially mean that we were at war with Russia. Which would probably then, possibly, some, I think, argue in military that it wouldn't necessarily trigger Article 5, and others uh, say it would trigger Article 5 of NATO, which would, wouldn't be a good act. I mean, the UK has, has expressly said they're not going to implement a no-fly zone, as has NATO and the US, because it, it's, whilst, yes, it could be potentially done, it's not a good move because it is almost a very, it is a sign of military aggression and then Putin would probably, as they say, would interpret it as an act of war. So I don't, I don't think it's feasible. The, obviously, Zelensky is he's going to want to have as much mm-hmm. help as possible. Indeed, who indeed, of course. Who wouldn't in that situation? But there are certain things where it's obvious that I don't think the West will give in unless they would like to go and pursue a longer term commitment and have commit literally... Uh, military military things to to the country and they are i think supplying mainly with defensive not offensive weapons uh which is again i think very very useful uh, to ukraine mm-hmm. mm. looking further into this um sort of news report here it says that there's been slow russian progress in the north mm. um and it said that the russian troops initially made quick gains advancing on uh, uh belarus down the west side of um, the river Dnieper, I think it's pronounced. I do apologise if any of my pronunciations are not accurate. Via Chernobyl, 
And it says many vehicles are believed to have uh, run out of fuel or broken down, um, which is, you know, that's that's not that's, that's, not, the too, for that's you? not too bad. But in terms of sort of Putin and the, the way he sort of described the sanctions, he sort of said that they're, um, you know, that we, we're sort of asking for it, aren't we? I mean, you know, without these economic sanctions, where do you think we would, would be? Would we be in a worse off place? Um what are your th- what are your thoughts? Well, the the sanctions I think have been useful to pressure against again, obviously Russia and Russian oligarchs. But I don't I don't think necessarily it does anything different to Putin. Yes, it does massively harm the Russian economy. Yes, it does turn the Russian people against him. But I I, I think he he's another really Kim Jong Un. We don't really know what he what he would mm-hmm. do, how it influences him, and he's quite happy doing his own thing. So. At least from what I've seen, so I, I don't think, I don't think they've done they've done really had much a greater impact except obviously drive the energy prices up and mm-hmm. I think the price of crude hits a new fifteen year highs the other day. Obviously, it went down again yesterday, so I might ease some of the pressure uh, from the I think it's the o, OCD had plus had obviously released going to, said they release more oil, but then today when there's there's a bit of confusion in the markets because obviously the Russian oil. Is, is heavily the West is heavily dependent on. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So yeah. I think it does it causes just as much havoc for our nations as it does to the Russians. And obviously they US companies and Western companies have pulled out of Russia. Uh, obviously we saw the likes of McDonald's pull out the other day. Uh, Netflix has pulled out. Uh, TikTok has stopped Russians posting on their platform. Um, obviously they're they're putting out of the country. And the ruble has collapsed. And obviously Apple Pay, Google Pay, Visa, none of it works now. And they're obviously quite hard hit by it. They, but, they definitely have been hard hit. But they, did, they didn't... We must, we, I think we must also remember, if we go back 30, 40, 40, 40, 50 years, the Soviet Union, which Russia then was, was massively cut off from the world. It was massively cut off. And they survived without us, almost. And we're very... We had the, obviously the Cold War still. Mm. So... Again, are we heading back to that stage? Is it this the new Cold War? Who you know that 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 that's up for question. Um, t- today's news was that um, the Chelsea FC owner Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned by the UK government, um, and he he's one of seven oligarchs to be hit with fresh sanctions. Um, <clears throat> they've tried to uh, sort of attack the. Uh, sort of closest people to Putin, haven't they? Or very, you know, extremely rich um, Russian uh, oligarchs uh, w- with sort of these financial sanctions. Do you believe that they will, the impact of them w- will change anything? <laughs> My personal opinion is no, but I'm again not a foreign policy expert on this area, so I, I probably can't comment. But I, I don't. I don't think it will. I, I can't see it making much of a difference because Putin, from his past actions, does seem like someone who likes to maintain face, almost. He likes to have a show of strength and keep that strength there and to almost withdraw or to back off without, not on his own terms and being almost forced by the West to do something. He'll view as absolutely the red line. He's not going to do that because he doesn't want to be seen as weak. We see most of the propaganda put out by Putin over the past years, him going uh, riding on a horse, uh, like 
topless or going into uh, the ocean, uh, going to a very, very freezing cold lake or working out at the gym or doing this or that or looking strong. That's His whole image is based around this idea of strength. So for him to then choose suddenly to not show strength, I think would be rather odd. Well, um, what do you what do you think on this? I know so you're I mean, asking all the questions like a Russian interrogator. Yes, here, yeah, rather, yeah, yeah, rather than answering your own questions. Well, um, I, I, personally, you know, the the economic sanctions are definitely going to hamper uh, the the, the mm. Russian economy, but it, it it seems as though Putin doesn't really care in, in that yes. in that regard. He is just going to carry on, um, and it, it it is it's dreadful. You know, these people's mm. lives. Uh, in Ukraine have been been absolutely hampered and um, I really do feel for them. Um, just looking at uh, another sort of summary note here, the, <clears throat> the International Committee of Red Cross warns that food and water supplies in the besieged uh, Maripol are running dangerously low. Um, you know, it is it's dreadful um, how, you know, you know, a, f- a, f- a few well, months. Yeah, a few months. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, a few, it's, it's, a few it's not months. going to be happy and cheery. No, of it? course not. Of course not. But you know, I do think it, it needs to be recognised that um, that people, you know, people are are you know are are being really affected by this, and it is is dreadful because, like we we're going on before, the, the the media and you know it's been sort of noted that you know what. What are, what are you listening to? What are, what are you taking your points from when you're hearing about Ukraine um, and 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 the, the the circumstances that are you know going on? Where are you getting your, your news from? And obviously, we've seen sort of you know potentially misinformation with these videos going around of uh, events that did not uh, occur. They're from a this is this is a lot better than my uh, mishap before of me absolutely scuffling up. It must be the nerves of of uh, being in the hot seat. Um, but seeing uh, you know these video games um, being used, we we I think the the amazing thing that we've seen from journalists mm. in the UK is that they've tried to the best of their ability, with it being in the safest possible circumstances possible, being able to live report from from the area so that we know what is going on um i think that's important well of course it's important um but i, I, I again if we look at the media and i think it's going back to this fake news people people see online a lot of it we don't know if it's true or not it could it could all 90 percent of it could be true 90 percent of it could be false and there's propaganda being put out by both sides both the Russian troll farms, in, in effect, uh, are putting out stuff and disputing things. And, and then the Ukrainians are doing this. We don't know. Some things are true, some some aren't. But I think it's important, yeah, it's, again, why, why if Western media is there or media, which is maybe independent, is there, they can, again, provide a different take on it. And that's useful. Well, um, moving uh, sort, of, sort of on and, and sort of looking at different things, Putin has... Uh, most recently said on Russian state TV, and obviously we've we've seen a a blockage there, haven't we? Of um, a, a blockage, should I say? I don't even know if blockage is a word, <laughs> but um, of is it uh, people not being able to access uh, sort of was it BBC media in in Russia now? 
Well, there was a lot of yeah, there was rest- restrictions on that, and other Russian independent media companies being shut down. I think in the UK they can't now access uh, the Russian state media RT. Mm. We can't in the UK. I think we can in the Odd Man because I can I still get their their Instagram posts through there. It's very, it's very interesting to see the perspective uh, of the opposite side. I find that interesting. And yeah, it's, it's it, obviously it's going to be in, in war. Why? Why would you let the other side influence what your citizens think? It wouldn't be. It'd be nonsensical. So they are really playing. They call it a special military operation, Russia. But in effect, it is. We all know it is war, and they're putting out the propaganda to to really mm-hmm. show it is. They, 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 they tried to put the blame on Ukraine, didn't they? They tried to say that they were. Oh, it, it was the other to, way round. They, they, they tried to say they were trying to denazify yeah. Ukraine, which, which is the most comical thing ever mm-hmm. to, to have as your reason for going to war to denazify ukraine where its president is jewish and had had their family killed in the holocaust because obviously that's going to be nazi it, it's a very nonsensical view from putin it's like almost the it, it, it's justification which simply doesn't make logical sense there's so many other reasons you could make up or concoct which would be more logical than saying I shall denazify the country that has a Jewish leader. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, in, in regards to what Putin had to say, he's um, said that uh, countries taking unfriendly steps against Russia and its economy and uh, there's nothing we can't resolve um, as, as the sanctions hit. Um he says he he points uh, the finger at the West and says they've been calling on their citizens to tighten their belts and put on some warmer clothes and blaming the, <laughs> uh, blaming the sanctions for the situation getting worse. It's all looking very strange. He says. I mean, um, he goes on to insist uh, it, Russia is meeting its obligations on energy supplies and it's not to blame for price rises. No, well, there's not. Um, I, I, it's the result yeah. of their own miscalculations. Don't blame us. I, no, I would agree that it's not the fault of Russia, the price rises, in the sense that Russia is not saying that they won't provide the oil. Russia are more than happy to sell their oil, but it's more the West has imposed sanctions because Russia has done something morally ir- ir- uh, reprehensible. So, in effect, it is an indirect consequence of Russia's actions, but it, the West has chosen to pursue steps against those actions, which is right to do. And that is probably why we see energy prices rise. Yeah. Especially the, pr- the price uh, over here with the Isle of Man, we hit less than the, the UK counterparts in terms of fuel prices. But I know you see at the pumps, it's about 151.9 pence per litre now for diesel, which I remember in my youth when it rarely <laughs> was... Your uh, youth? <laughs> You're back, still in your youth, Archie. Back, I, need, I need to reassure you there. Uh, back, don't, back, don't, don't back, back, back in the old days, uh, I remember when diesel was, I think, about... Was it what? It was rare to see it at like 110 or something. And petrol was like uh, 101 or less than less than a pound for petrol or something ridiculous. And I remember when it used to be cheap and you just got used to it over the years. And I remember even three, four months ago, pet- diesel, I thought, oh, Christ, it's high at 134. But now it's 150. It's gone 151. It's gone massively, massively up. So sort of drawing this into sort of Isle, Isle of Man circumstances, uh, we had... Well, I, I'll go with the first point first. Should we be looking at, in terms of um, energy supplies, then, do you, do you sort of see that the forecast of prices being uh, very high for, for the next few number of years because of well, the, 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 the sort of cut-off? It's not all down to 
the Ukraine crisis mm. because energy prices were rising anyway. Anyway, yeah. they were rising before, but it just more it more just shows I think the volatility of fossil fuels. But again, the uh, if if the uh, I think it's the the OPEC if uh, they they follow through with Saudi Arabia's saying they want to sell more oil and Canada maybe make up some domestic supply, then we may again see that the price rise isn't so drastic as we expected. I think crude again has. It's settled around, I think, 109 at the moment, rather than going up. And it will be even Brent. Sorry, Brent's probably a better better representation than crude. <laughs> uh, Brent, Brent, Brent oil is, again, it's, it's very very similar uh, commodity. It's, again, settling around that price. And it's gone down from its very big peak on Wednesday. So I don't know if these energy prices will necessarily last for the long term. Mm-hmm. Is they sustainable? I, I, I don't know. Well, you know, with, with these energy prices being um, extremely high... Does the Isle of Man really need to start considering um, potentially sort of wind farms a lot sooner than it has been, oh, taking more decisive oh, action? I, I think they should consider wind farms sooner. I quite like the look of wind farms, to yeah, be honest. I, I, quite I like do. Them. I think they've they got look quite pretty. A... Uh, but e- even looking at it, I, thankfully, I think we're heading into the warm months now. Indeed, indeed. Year, so we, we shouldn't have to rely on home heating as much. So hopefully by that time when it comes around again, we do have cheaper energy. We do have cheaper uh, resources to use but again I think it just shows the move we should be making to green almost but it, it does come down to I think the weakness of the West and Russia deciding that it wants to be a bit bolshy now and test the waters it's almost uh, much like I, I compare it I think time and time again to the 1938 invasion of Austria for example even 1939 Czechoslovakia with Hitler uh, again, Hitler was saying, well, we're just reuniting with our fellow Austrians who are <laughs> Germans who are being oppressed. It was like Russia says, we're uniting with our Russian-speaking Ukrainians who are being oppressed. Except, uh, obviously, Hitler wasn't going in with the aim to denazify Ox- Austria because he was literally uh, the Nazi regime. But he went in and, and gave this, uh, we're doing this to liberate and, you know, all this and Anschluss and then gave a big referendum at the end saying with the giant box of Yar uh, and the tiny nine box and then stand over with troops to make sure you tick the Yar box and, you know, all of that. Um, I think something similar, I have a prediction, just a conspiracy that I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on this, might happen. In Ukraine, they might try to absorb it into Russia, or even might concede just uh, the rest of Ukraine, leave it to Ukraine, but just take the Eastern Bloc. We don't really know what's going to happen, but it's it's an interesting time. I think we again, history repeats itself. Indeed, and they just like Hitler was testing the waters when he invaded the likes of Czechoslovakia, and then the West decided to draw the line and say, "You invade Poland, we're we're declaring war," and then he decides, well. Are they going to really uh, commit to that? And then realise, oh, yes, they did commit to that. Maybe something similar will happen with Russia. We don't know. We, he is unpredictable. He, he certainly is. So in, in terms of um, the, the Isle of Man's response, they've recently set up a sort of committee um, and in which one of our listeners, and um, I, I'll say it because they, they they published this online, so I'm, I'm so sure... So they were. Uh, on, on their Twitter feed... Um, they're, they were not too pleased. Um, I'm only using this because they, they, they asked me to, to, to use this point, but a former co-host of the Political Bubble podcast um, mentioned that they were not particularly p- pleased with the fact that um, the person who's now chairing the uh, UK, Ukraine Crisis Committee uh, had voted against uh, a petition that they'd put forward to Timwald in regards to um, the Isle of Man accepting... Um, Syrian refugees uh, she believes that uh, in in her opinion that um, 
the lady should not be uh, chair chair of the committee. Should not should not be leading but, the response. I, 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 but first, I think it's, it's good to it's good to probably look at the Syrian uh, refugee petition language again because mm-hmm. there may be a reason technicality where she is opposed to. But I, I, again, I don't think someone again in Syria we might have thought it was necessary to do such. But in Ukraine, well, Syria was a civil war. We might think, well. It's a country invading another country. Maybe we should go and help. Again, people can have different opinions on different matters. And again, that was how many ever years ago? Maybe like uh, five years ago, six, seven years, six years ago. Again, someone is perfectly entitled to change their views. And it doesn't mean they're not a good person to lead that committee, considering they're now uh, the minister for the cabinet's office, to probably the person who should be leading that committee. Indeed. I, you know, I um, totally understand uh, your your point there. Uh, I think there is a... A big problem with people, you know, people say one thing in in the past and moving on, we see people not being able to change their view, not being able to enhance the the, the way that uh, they've looked upon things. They said this once and, um, you know, that was disgusting. They they, they shouldn't be able to say something like that ever, ever again, Um, you know. But looking at the Syrian refugee petition, I don't think at that point the best place was to do was to just provide housing for, like I think, 35 refugees. Because yeah. the amount of support you have to provide with that, mental health services, all of this, Indeed. getting them settled and getting them jobs, it was better to make our donation to a larger body like the, United, like the UK or an aid committee and actually go and help and send that aid to where it's most needed rather than just try and do our, to look good, almost our aid was doing much more much more bang to buck, almost, uh, uh, where it went. That, that was a, a point that mm. uh, Min- Minister Ashford uh, had raised yeah. it, it, during the last administration. He'd said that the Isle of Man's um, uh, ability um, to house refugees could be would not be in, in the best position in terms of our mental health um, sort of support. Well, mine in line um, today, we had someone, I think, they're, they're advocating for Tandara to give up homes, and, which are built, yes, which, I did hear which people have already bought uh, to then go in. Uh, so, again, I, I think we have this almost uh, rosy view of how quickly a government can act, what the government can do and how easy it is. Mm-hmm. But in fact, there is a lot of process behind it and there is a lot of uh, support which needs to be given. I think we are better with our funding to that, say the even the disaster relief committees or the DEC, it's better I think to provide that mm-hmm. that service, and I, I think it works better. Well, the Alamans trying to aim towards what was it zero? Is it zero point seven of G, GDP? Yes, um, it's, towards it's international, um, aid budget. international aid. Um, would that be more beneficial? I, I think so. Um, but again, we have to again look at it. If we're funding this, yet we still have food banks in our own country, yet indeed, we still have yeah. uh, housing crisis, yet we still have a cost of living crisis. Is that should we be increasing our budget there to spend it on foreign countries, or should we spend it on ourselves? That's a key question that needs to be asked. Again, these people are suffering here. Should we help? We could probably help both if we wanted to. Again, is that the per- thing we need to do? And that's just a question. Not, not in my view. My view on here uh, is totally different. But that's, again, a, que- a key question to it. Why? Why should Are we in the ability to help others if we cannot help our own? If almost, are we a model country? Why are we trying to influence the world with our with our views if our views don't work out and work themselves? I think we're getting some subwoofer from next door uh, bouncing in on the base uh, <laughs> coming through the window, yes. Um, well... On on this sort of topic, is there any fur any further points you'd like to add, Archie, or do you do you think do you 
Well, I think your Ramsey Bakery time is for news now, Oliver. Oh, indeed. Well. Yes, yeah, so the Max Radio of the, uh, uh, the Time Slot is now sponsored by Ramsey Bakery. So the Ramsey Bakery time is uh, 4.44 at this time of recording. It, it certainly and is. And it's time for the news. It is time for the Isle of Man's news. Well, uh, this week in the Isle of Man's news, we have seen calls for one sick form centre for the Douglas High Schools, Castan's Market Square to close to traffic over summer. As well as this, we saw the uh, 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 Peel Hill uh, fire, uh, the Peel Head- Headlands fire. Uh, on top of this, we have seen COVID cases rise drastically and young teachers struggle to make ends meet. That's all for this week's Isle of Man news. Well, there we have it. Uh, mostly relevant topics to sort of uh, what, what's been going on and younger people. Firstly, the, 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 the Peel Hill fire. Uh, that was sort of all over social media the past couple of days. And um, <laughs> Me not having seen it apart from that. Really? Apart from reading the news, I didn't see it. No. Well, I think it's, it's quite a, a, a big issue. Um, it was an accident. Because it was an accident, but um, it it was it was a bit of a. It, it could have gone horribly wrong. They it could have it could have spread. It? They managed to contain it, and I think we should applaud the emergency Indeed, services yes, and yes. their efforts for containing that. Uh, I think Archie's thinking, why on earth have I picked that as an as a news story? <laughs> no, I think they didn't want to contain it. I just I hadn't seen it really all across social media. Well, so, it yeah. did become at one point. Um, Depends what pretty, groups you're in or what Facebook feeds you. Uh, it did it did become quite exponential in in its growth. Yeah. Uh, it did sort of become nearly uh, quite a. A, 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 a real um, sort of danger in a way, um, but in terms of uh, young teachers struggling to make ends meet, this is a, a, a young teacher who told Manx Radio, uh, but however she wants to say stay anonymous. Uh, she's had to start using the food bank, and considering stop uh, paying her pension to make ends meet. Um, last month, the education minister confirmed twenty-two teachers had resigned and are due to leave their positions in August. Um, without without I think without knowing the specifics of the case and without knowing the circumstances of the person, I, 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 I don't know if you can extrapolate it to a wider body of the teaching profession, because unless you've got a survey or empirical evidence that shows it's on the whole, we, we can't, I don't think we can jump to conclusions. Obviously, in this case, mm-hmm. no one should necessarily be in that position in a job like teaching. It is a respect. It should be a respectable career. Yes, and it used to be a respectable career, and you should be able to make a comfortable living out of it. You shouldn't be making ends meet and being very very tight so obviously that's something that needs to be looked into and maybe more support needs to be given in certain areas like childcare, for example which i think the costs were put towards but again i, I don't think we can, I, I, I couldn't uh, like the government i couldn't comment on a specific case I, it's not my place to do so well uh julie edge julie edge's comment in the house of keys uh question time this week was um essentially that she um sort of does agree with the point um mm. that sort of uh young teachers who come into the profession will be on a lower page bracket uh, pre- but that's with any job surely that, that 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 is and that she hopes um she said she couldn't really comment on the um yeah you know uh specifics the specifics because there's currently pay negotiations going on between them and the union but you know as a teacher does progress in their career and with their sort of, you know, professional development, they should secure um, 
potentially a leadership role or yeah. uh, you know mm-hmm. f- further further on in their career that the, the pay the, the pay band is is, is a lot better um, you know I do acknowledge that you know the the cost of living on the island is is high at the moment but that that is for, for everyone and I, I do acknowledge that teachers do not get paid enough um, I certainly believe that teachers should be getting paid a lot more because it is a a, a very demanding uh, job uh, and it's 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 hard work. Well, I think it is again another job where it's hard to put a price on it. Yeah, I, really, I agree with that. There's no price. There's no. There's, no. There's, it's hard to put a price on education. You know, mm. education is is priceless, isn't it? Um, in some sense, but we, we'll we'll keep uh, moving on because I I do know that I, I don't want to make the the, the Manx news section uh, the, the 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 basis of the podcast. Um, and so, it's, and it's Oliver started changing his accent once he sits in the seat. Maybe yeah. the spirit of me is still <laughs> maybe embodied it's there. Uh, maybe yeah. it's uh, whoever sits in the seat is uh, I don't know. Is is there's a spirit of me left yes, in the seat? Is, yes. is, there's a spirit of you left in the seat. Mm. Um, so there's been calls. This is more relevant to, I suppose, our our listeners who are, you know, I imagine predominantly youth. I'm not assuming. Oh, so if you're we'll not, get some analytics. If, yes. yes, we're hoping to look into some uh, analytics um, soon, which will uh, indicate which topics are more more popular mm. and how long people listen for and all all that kind of jazz. Um, but there's been calls for one sick form centre uh, for the Douglas High Schools. I suppose that is 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 relevant because. Uh, for me, I am at currently a, a Douglas uh, sick form. I'm not going to uh, disclose which particular one uh, because that's my aim to stay uh, to, to not to not be uh, com- compatible to to any any school. Um, but Douglas Central MHKs have questioned over overcrowding uh, in in the schools, and um, that that they Chris Thomas has asked for scrapping of. Uh, c- catchment areas uh, in the area which I, I find interesting I find the idea of a one sort of it's basically like a, a sick form college in a sense but do um, the sick forms have catchment areas to start because you go to the sick form in Douglas and you don't live in no, Douglas no and there was no questions asked exactly I don't, the, I don't know the catchment areas for this exist Is no just... I don't think they exist but they yeah. do exist for lower schools so I imagine then they're presuming that not many young people go uh, to or clearly there's not an issue with people coming from external schools. But the, I think the main issue is really um, that Chris Thomas is perhaps, this is just my view, that he's getting badgered by constituents about potential parking issues, speeding but, but, issues but in the area. you can have overcrowding in schools which are in high-density high populated areas. That's not an issue. We maybe build a maybe build a third school in Douglas if that's what they want to do. Yeah, Again, they could it, do it, on the park they, road. They, they could do they, on they the park road. They, they would have to actually recruit teachers for that, which might prove a difficulty. Yes. Mm. Well, I think that's really it for. Uh, apart from there's been a a, a um, oh interesting article here, which is actually Manx Petrol, which is usually known as being the most uh, expensive, one of the most expensive places in the British Isles uh, to purchase petrol, yeah. is uh, now the cheapest, apparently, in the yeah. British Isles. Manx Petrol, amongst cheapest in British Isles? I would, I would have usually thought it was the most expensive. Usually when you go to the UK, it's much more expensive than here. I was pretty certain that it was cheaper. In, I, I've in... always found it here to be cheaper. Historically, I think it's been cheaper. Yeah. I thought it was always more expensive. I don't know. Well, clearly, I've, I've been around. I've... I've been around longer, Oliver. So I get, I get the final say on this. You are an adult, <laughs> yes. after all. Thank now. you, Oliver. Yes, but yes. 
I assume they made. Children know nothing. I thought, oh well. I thought they made the, uh, the 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 headline because it never usually is the cheapest in the British Isles. I stand corrected if you are correct. <laughs> but yes, uh, are you willing to do UK current affairs? I think we've probably covered. Well, yes, we have. We have indeed. Okay, well. Um... Oh, the COVID nineteen testings moving from the grandstand. When did that happen? Oh, well, they've been talking of that for quite a while, I think. Oh. Is it, whereabouts is it moving Kensington to? Kensington Road. Where else is that? Kensington Road. That's a, that's a very built-up That's the Crickle Centre. Oh, okay. That is by the Henry Bloom Noble School. Uh, <laughs> so there's a... You know where the old hospital used to be? Yep. It'll be there then. Not drive-through anymore? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> not Not entirely sure. It's fine. We, obviously... Yeah, interesting. Do you want it to be drive through? <laughs> no. Yes, actually, yes, it's much easier. It would it would be it, it, it's a more practical place for people that are living in central Douglas if they don't drive. Um and I suppose it's probably easier for for bus links if but the amount of people that will be um they don't PCR many people now. It's all lateral flows. Yeah, sure. pretty much. Anyway, we shall move on. You may be thinking, why the Brass Fanfare? Well, we are moving on to our new feature. Uh, oh, this? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Archie's, Archie's sat there nearly falling asleep, everybody. Yes, yes. I yes. hope Manx Radio Vision has not captured that. Uh, uh, it's just a voice puts me to sleep, Oliver. Oh, that's very kind of you, Archie. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> you do that? <laughs> well, if, if, if your voice puts someone to sleep... It is, it is a joke, never it mind. Could, well depends in which way you take it if someone's got a very smooth and uh sort of nice yeah, tone your, 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 your voice jolts me awake making me great and grip my teeth every moment Oliver. Yes. and your ramsey bakery time is <laughs> bedtime for archie <laughs> indeed anyway oh, i do, do continue yes stop, stop my ramblings on well i, I wasn't sure whether we, were st- we, we would do our uh usual feature now uh or just do the uh your choice I'm, I'm calling it fill the cabinet feature yes do you like that idea yes so, so, so uh, shall i do you want to explain or shall i explain oh i'll explain of Thank course you. i'll take it over oliver's idea and make it my own so <laughs> oliver and i've decided we shall fill our own political cabinet pretend we are jointly the prime minister and choose our own cabinet from politicians present and past choose our ideal cabinet which we have to agree on and I think we're going to start with the top, the top three jobs, Oliver. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the, the Chancellor's chance bo- Exchequer, oh, the Foreign excellent. Secretary and the Home Secretary. Right, okay. And essentially from this, are we picking either... Are we picking any politician we know across the world, past or present? Yep. Okay. And uh, funny enough, I've actually been doing this with one of my friends in school this week. I was, I was sort of uh, daydreaming in one of my lessons, and I turned to him and I said, oh... In our year, who would you have as, you know, in your various roles? So, you know, who, who's who got the best skill sets to fill either, you know, a prime minister or uh, health secretary, education secretary, defence secretary? So, yeah, do, do you want to... Our, our aim for this is that we're going to just lay up some ideas um, and we sort of have a sort of a decision over who we'll pick. So is there anyone in particular that you want to nominate for a role yes. first? Yes. For chance, I'd quite like to nominate uh, Sir John Copperthwaite. Okay. Copperthwaite, yes. The right. old financial... I, I can't if he's alive now, actually. Uh, but he's the financial secretary of Hong Kong from 61 to, six, uh, to 71. 
Okie dokie. Yeah. And I think... Um, I think Pioneered gonna... the Adam Smith economics there, which made it flourish into the economy it is today. So I think he'd be rather good in, good in that role. Okie dokie. Uh, is there anyone else you'd like to particularly nominate? <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking I've forgot. Maybe I don't have a choice of yet who I... I Home Secretary, I'd quite like to see uh, like Theresa May go back Ooh, in. Oh, yeah. Uh, Theresa May. But I, I, but, but I don't know whether she, she'd be better travelling... So I might prefer. I think I prefer foreign secretary. Put him in a new position. Fair yes. enough. I think I'll draw. Uh, I'll draw. A, I'll put a nomination in, and I'll try use a local uh, Manx politician because our aim is maybe one at least once. Is it? Uh, well, this is maybe maybe I'll, we're making up the rules as we go along. But at least out of the three that we do a week, one of them maybe has to be a Manx politician. No caveats here, Oliver. Okay, dokie. Well, I'll, I'll I'll lay one in. So we've got prime minister still, have we? No, no, no. We're choosing the cabinet. We are the prime minister. Oh, yeah, we are the prime minister. So, so, so we've got we've got the chance that you again. Do you disagree with my chancellor and foreign secretary nomination? Uh, uh, not have a clue who Adam Smith is, and I would agree with Theresa May. I thought she was excellent prime minister. No, it's John Copperthwaite was the uh, chancellor's suggestion. Never uh, mind. Uh, I, I don't know if it's Home Secretary. Home Secretary. You know what I meant. Home yeah. Secretary. I think we should be should be uh, Theresa May. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Foreign Secretary. Who was it? I quite liked. Uh, are, you, are you just going with uh, sort of people right wing based, or are you going to incorporate anyone from the left? That's who it was. I quite, I quite like Henry Kissinger. Kissinger. Kiss, kissing. Henry Kissinger as Foreign Secretary, yes. Ooh, very good. <laughs> Do you disagree with any of my nominations? <laughs> uh... Uh, not at the moment. Archibald has chosen the cabinet for this week. Maybe I will do the cabinet next week, and I, and you can see if you disagree with the Absolutely. options. Absolutely, that's a that's a good idea. We have we have formed our our yes. our, our ideas. And if I disagree with the options, I get a veto. Yay! We'll see about that. <laughs> we will see about that. Uh, well, in terms of uh, any other points or or news, Archibald, uh, do you have any anything you 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 want to? Uh, to, to, to discuss. Well, the view here is rather lovely today. I, I don't usually get to admire the view from no. where I This is rather, rather nice for a change, yeah. So the view is rather lovely. Yes. Well, I'm sure that will now conclude this week's uh, excellent podcast that is Politibabble. Um, We're hoping in the next couple of weeks to have a, a guest on who uh, is a active member of the Alaman politics scene, um, and he hopes to talk about uh, proportional representation. Uh, I- I'm sure we'll um, hope hope to hear from him in the future Indeed, to, yes. to, to uh, accept our invitation. Um, so in the meantime, um, keep listening, and I'm sure... Archibald... Do you get to enjoy any music? Sorry? Do you get to enjoy any music as we exit the program? We, 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 we will, uh, I think, uh, if I can... Press the right button. All has done remarkably well today. A very deep end. Uh, yes, we have we have music. There we are. We have we have we have lights, camera, and sound. Uh, no action uh, just yet on Political Well, if you want to listen to any more of our Political podcasts, you can find them at manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Political Keep staying tuned. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So yes, thank you, Oliver. Uh, for this week's uh, podcast, great to have you. Great, great to have you here. Yes, thank I you. I don't know if we have to dock his pay anymore. It's a decision that should be weighed up in, in HR over over the coming week. <laughs>